Welcome to the State of Waste for March 5th, 2023. We're approaching another cutoff for the Chambers. So that's going to happen on the 8th of this month. And I noticed the House was in session on Saturday working, trying to get a bunch of bills passed. There are a lot of bills that have made it through the Rules Committee. So it's going to be a quick run through of what's happening with some of these. And a couple of them have not gone up for a vote and kind of hoping they don't. So we'll see what happens. A lot of... Uh, debate going on and unfortunately a lot of things that may not make a lot of sense are getting passed through so we'll see about those so executive session already in the new chamber senate bill 5065 teaching about bone marrow donation that's been through public testimony and scheduled for executive session this week so that one looks like it's going to go through pretty quickly also the equity and highly capable bill senate bill 5072 and then Senate Bill 5257, the Adequate Recess Time Bill. That m makes mandatory 30 minutes of recess with the encouragement to go beyond that for students. Also removes the opportunity to keep kids in from recess. So it takes away one of those things for teachers. So if you want to keep a kid in at recess, not going to happen with this bill unless something changes on the House side. But that was one of the amendments that got added that they wanted to make sure that teachers would have that opportunity. Isn't going to happen anymore. Scheduled for public testimony in the new committee this week would be the 1015 pair education requirements. That one is going to be a good thing for our schools to help make it easier to hire and also the testing. House Bill 1113, information on reprimanded teachers. That one looks like it will go through. That was up for debate last year too and never made it all the way through senate bill 5019 there was a lot of debate on this one on the floor this is the removal of school safety and paras in the prototypical model so that money that was a lot of the schools we can use for something else but the the bill basically makes it so it doesn't ha doesn't have to be used for school safety it still can be but isn't a requirement in that model and then the ESD elections bill, that one made it through. That one should go through with no problem. That just changes it so that people can vote in person and don't have to vote by mail. Referred to committees. So this made it passed it out of the chambers in, and has been referred to com committees. Parent notification for dual credit. The PLC bill, now that one's kind of funny that I just, I don't know. It's going to encourage schools to do four hours of PLC a week. But a lot of the debate on the floor is like that should be a local decision and a lot of this is appearing like the, the our state legislators becoming our state board of education are going to be mandating a ton of things and that's what the big concern is from one side of the aisle so more mandates are coming senate bill 5127 redacting student information just further keeping student information safe the paraeducator requirements on the house side that one has passed out a lot of times with those companion bills they will end up getting put together in some way for a bill because they both together say a lot of the same thing. So we'll see as those move through the Senate bill 5462. That's the inclusive learning standards bill. And this is part of the trying to get certain language in. And as a math teacher, we don't have a lot of that as far as math problems. Um, so reading some interesting research about that, that, there has been a, a connection made, no causal relationship necessarily, but just data suggesting that if students are reading books that have more people like them in there, then they're more likely to read them and scores improve. 
And that was only from one study that I saw, so I don't know any further data than that. And then House Bill 1207, the emergency expulsion bill, changing the language of that to be emergency removal, which is more along the lines of what it is. So that one's not that big of a deal for us in the classroom. Also, so you can see they've been busy. The small school district funding bill, that made it out. That makes it a little bit easier. So, and that had to do with timber tax dollars. So if the timber tax is raised in your area, then you kind of get first dibs on buildings. So let's say I live in a small town and then timber is raised. That small community, that school district would have the first chance at getting some of those funds rather than it going uh, split around the state. So it kind of gives them a, an incentive to have those timber areas. But again, I think a lot of the bigger school districts where there's not a lot of timber end up getting a lot of that funding that anyway, we'll see what happens with that one as well. House Bill 1232, enhancing the College Bound Scholarship, Senate Bill 5355, the instruction on sex trafficking. Another thing that they're adding that we've got to find a way to teach, uh, the bone marrow donations, that one's encouraged. This one will require instruction on the downfalls of sex trafficking to make students aware of it. And again, these are things that some may rely on the parents and the school tends to become the information center, I guess, for some of these things, which... You know, for students, I guess for some of the students we have that, and it's probably true in all schools, the ones that need to hear it are the ones that aren't going to be present that day. And so anyway, I don't know what impact this will have other than you can say we tried another avenue to present information. The school recess on the House side passed also. House Bill 1536 withholding the high school diploma. This is another one I've got some problems with just because if you if a student owes more than a thousand dollars of damage they've created at a school, if it goes under a thousand, can't do anything about it. And you can have them work it off if they will. But once students find out, Oh, you can't hold it. I'm going to be down to $990. Okay. Well, I'll just take my diploma. Thank you very much. And that, that becomes a problem to try and hold kids accountable. So that's been being pushed last year. They passed the bill to make it. So a school may, collect money, but a school doesn't have to. And this year they're um, making that limit a thousand dollars and just less accountability for students. House Bill 1701, changing language to justice involved students instead of juvenile students. Senate Bill 5617, the um, course equivalencies, that one makes sense that if a kid takes class at a skill center and then they go to another school, they should have some course equivalencies. They shouldn't just lose credits for stuff they've done. And then House Bill 1109, that's the IEP reimbursement bill. That one made it out um, almost unanimous. I think there were just a couple people that voted against it, but that's the one that allows school districts to go ahead and do IEPs through the summer, the initial evals and stuff, so we don't wait three months over the summer and nothing happens, and it helps to just kind of speed the process along. School districts will be paid some additional money to do that, and then they can reimburse the teachers or pay for teachers' time to come in and do it. So it wouldn't be a a mandatory thing, but I think there are a lot of people that would volunteer to say, hey, I'll come in and, and work on that if they're around for the summer. So I think that's a positive thing. It just kind of speeds the process up. Passed out of the chamber yet not yet referred to committee would be the pathway options bill. That's That one is one where there was a lot of debate about um, whether it be math and English not a requirement. This allows a performance-based assessment and something else like PE. And then they can meet the pathway and not having to take certain math credits if it meets their pathway. The problem with a lot of high school students is 
they say that's their pathway, then they graduate, get out of high school and then go, ah, I changed my mind. I want to do this. Well, then they don't have the skills they need in those other areas. So we know a lot of students change their minds. A lot of us adults have changed our minds too. I know I did a couple times after I got out of high school. House Bill 1658 credit for work experience. That should be an easy one to get through, allowing those students to go and work and get credit. High school and beyond plan, making uh, an online platform and just making it more consistent. I think that would be fantastic. We have a lot of confusion sometimes about what goes in it, what doesn't. House Bill 1622, students in homelessness, just providing some more protections for them. House Bill 1013, regional apprenticeship program. That one uh, would create some apprenticeships in each region for um, those to take place. And again, if kids are going that pathway, I've got one student that wants to be a lineman coming to high school. Awesome. Let's get him in an apprenticeship program and let him get started a little bit early. I don't see any problems with that. The special ed multiplier for Senate Bill 5311, that one actually did make it through. We'll see if it gets through the house. It just increases that. It gives a little more funding for special ed, which we, I think most districts really need. Senate Bill 5593, providing student data universities. That one also passed out. Media literacy, free school meals for all did make it through. Very little disagreement with that one. I don't think there's any problems there. And then the professional education workforce make requiring, requiring, so students that get accepted into this program would actually get paid to do their student teaching, which makes a lot of sense. Where was that for the rest of us, right? Maybe we can get reimbursed for a later time, although you'll be paid at the paraeducator rate, so the lower rate, but at least you're getting something while you're student teaching. This just makes a lot of sense. More like what some of the countries, I know Japan does that. They give you that, you, you get paid to basically follow a teacher and be with them for a year and really learn about it. And, you know, we spend about three weeks, four weeks of, okay, you take over classes. Okay. Now you're on your own. Good luck. Have a good time. And then placed on second reading this week that just to, uh, the admin contracts bills, both of those have not been placed on or been placed on second reading, but nothing moving on those, which is rather interesting. Hoping that those I know our assistant principal is really wanting that and really just protections for them that we can now do three-year contracts for admin. Senate Bill 5670, the 10th graders and running start. I hope this one doesn't go through. Remote learning doesn't work. We know that. So I got a good idea. Let's do some more. Let's let 10th graders take an online class through running start. And lo and behold, who's pushing a lot of this? The community colleges. And that makes a lot of sense. More money for them. Senate Bill 5102, School Library and Tech Info, a lot of that stuff moving through this, this session. The Interstate Teacher Mobility Contract, that one is on second reading. The college and the high school fees got moved to second reading. I'm hoping something happens with that this week. That would be a great thing for our kids, help try to keep them in high school. I know we can do, um, don't have to move as fast as the community colleges and other colleges, and we can still teach the same curriculum. And then the initial eval requirements, House Bill 1305, restraint and isolation bill. That's That one is probably going to keep moving. We'll find out. And then establishing the transition to kindergarten program. All those were placed on second reading. Still some bills that have been sent to rules, but nothing happened with it, which are great. AP classes for pathways, not that big of a deal at this point. Student advisory groups, I don't think that I would prefer that not happen. Um, just again, our state tends to be giving more of the power over to the students. And not that they shouldn't be involved, they should be involved, but it just creates a lot of problems as they they don't uh, know everything like they think they do. And just allowing some student input is important, but we, they shouldn't have an advisory group where they get to, it's more of a political thing to me than anything else. 
And then the Educator Code of Ethics bill, which we already have. I don't, again, even through that committee testimony and all that, I just don't understand the purpose of that. And that's kind of it for this week. If you want any information on any other bills, just let me know. And uh, we'll have a lot more updates as things passing out of chamber this week and things quickly moving through the other chambers. Have a good week.